Welcome to The Real Talk. I'm Raquel Ramirez, your host and real estate professional, here to bring you insightful conversations, expert advice, and powerful stories about what really goes on in life, love, divorce, and real estate. Are you ready? Let's get real. Hi, Mary. So good to see you. Same here, Raquel. Good to see you too, girl. I love this. I love this. I can't, I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you because as we both discussed, insurance is something that people are kind of freaking out about a little bit these days because insurance rates have gone up all across the board. And I know that you have all the juicy details. So I know that we're going to get right into it. But before we get to that, I want to make sure I introduce you so that people know who I'm talking to because you're a friend of mine, but nobody else necessarily knows that. So let's get to it. This is Mary Hockey, everybody. She is a franchise owner of Triton Insurance Group in Miami. She's actually a personal and commercial lines insurance professional. She is actually going to be talking to us today about rising interest rates, which is very important. Um, And she's going to tell you a little bit more about how many options you have and the savings that she can offer and the amount of companies that actually exist to be able to provide you with the insurance that you need. Now, she's been uh, in the insurance business quite a while, and I believe it's been since 1993. Is that correct, Mary? The company's been around since 1993. I've been around since about 2009, 2010. Okay, good. And I know that you also have background in lending, which is very interesting. So you actually do have a strong foundation for when it comes to real estate and things like that. So tell me a little bit more about that before you get into that, because I want to make sure everybody understands where you're coming from. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, at one time I was going to be a real estate agent, actually took the real estate (laughs) classes. And I think that was like the foundation for a lot of things that I've done in my life. Um, And I've also like sold cars. So I have a background in auto too, which really helps me with what I do now. But yes, I was a wholesale mortgage banker for almost 15 years. So, you know, I have a good foundation in homes and how the home process goes, you know, from after you guys have picked out the house, you know, you've contacted the lender and it starts going through the bank. So what the appraisal process is, what the requirements for the documentations are. So knowing what insurance needs are for the bank, extremely, extremely helpful. Um, So then, you know, when that kind of came to an end back in the 2000s, you know, I was luckily enough to, we all came together and, you know, they formed, um, you know, they offered us the, the, um, franchises. So I took on this and, you know, my background and everything has really, really helped. Of course. You know, informing on value, informing on risk, what you need to be covered, what you need to be covered for, you know, because you're talking about a big investment, you know, people spend a lot of money and, you know, you don't want the house to burn down or get blown down and not have the proper coverage, you know, to cover your assets. So you and your family have somewhere to live. Good, good. Yes, absolutely. And before you touch on that, I always, I I like to always drop in a little bit of information. So for the people who don't know, if you are financing a home, you absolutely need to have insurance. You absolutely need to have insurance. And the reason for that is, and I like to explain this to my clients is when the bank lends you any amount of money, doesn't matter if it's a dollar or a million dollars for an asset or for something, let's call it collateral because that's what it is. They're lending you money in exchange for you offering up something that's going to give them some safety and security that you're going to pay them back. They need to make sure that that property is secured, insured against any damage. So God forbid there is an act of God, whether that's fire raining from the sky or a flood or you know a massive hurricane, 
something happens to that property, they're properly insured to recover for, for both of us, you know, in that case, the owner and the bank in order to recover that asset. They can't just let it, you know, wash away with the ocean because they did lend you money for that. So I just want to make that clear. I, I typically go into a lot more detail when I talk to clients about that because some people just don't understand what is the purpose of having insurance. Now, if you've paid your house off, not that I recommend it, but if you don't owe anybody any money, that property is all yours, then you can do whatever you want, whether you can insure it or not insure it. But if tragedy were to strike, understand that then you have no way of recovering absolutely anything for that. And I know that coverages are one of those things that people don't understand very well, like re between replacement costs and things like that. And I hope you'll get into that at some point, but I'm going to give you the floor so you can tell us a little bit more about what people are kind of concerned about these days, which is <laughs> all the rising costs. I, Honest to God, and I told you after I heard your presentation the other day, I've had clients come up to me and say, I really need to sell my property because I can no longer afford the insurance rate. It's just, it's doubled, it's tripled. Um, we're talking about going from three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a year to ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 a year, which is a big difference. Right. Yeah. And, and I hear that like all the time. Absolutely. Yep. And I think with insurance, I think, it, and not everybody's supposed to be knowledgeable about it. This isn't most people's, you know, thing that they think about, investigate, Right. A lot of times people are running from their insurance agent. You know, <laughs> meanwhile, we're going, no, no, please come back. Let me explain it to you. They're like, no, 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 we're okay. So yeah, no. And it's, and it's understanding that you have options. Yeah. You know, Good. a lot of people don't think they have options. They think that once they get a plan, they're stuck with it, you know, and, and maybe, you know, it might be that they're afraid to say, you know, Hey, I don't know about this, but that's okay. Yeah. You don't need to know about this. That's what I'm here for, or your agent is there for, to explain to you the um, the intricacies of it and that you have options. Correct. And there's certain things definitely that you can do to keep your most, probably your most valuable asset, you know, um, away from harm, away from losing it. Um, it's called catastrophic insurance, you know, that we're, that's what that's there for. And you got to understand that. But yeah, you know. The one thing about insurance, and it's so funny, it's like, oh, you know, my insurance rates went up so much. Da, da, da. And it's like, okay, well, let's take a look at it. Can right, you send me your policy? Silence. Um, <laughs> don't know where it's at. I'll have to look for it. Um, any inspections? And it could be two years ago. Do you have any inspections? Silence again. Um, I'll have to look for it. You know, and then they finally find it, you know, blow off the dust and send it to us or Maybe, you know, we can contact your insurance carrier. Do you know who that is? We can do a three-way call. Nope. No idea. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 something that, you know, people should have handy, especially in Florida with hurricanes. Because if you have That's a loss from a true. hurricane, got to know where it's at. Do you have a copy somewhere off-site if you have a fire? That's you know, do you have it in the point. cloud, something that you could access from anywhere in case something happens? You know, that's that's really important. And hopefully if anybody gets anything out of this podcast today, you know, they get some helpful hints about this because yes. we, we, I just went through a conference and that's what they talked about. The guy was talking about fire claims and he's like, like the biggest problem is, is well, they had a fire claim and their policy was in their house. You know, it's like, so they didn't know who they had. And then sometimes they don't even know who their agent is. You know, don't run away from me. I want, I, you know, I want to talk to you. I would like to talk to you every six months if we're looking at your auto policies or every year just to touch base and see how it's going with your homeowner's policy, because you do have options. 
That and it's so not a bother to call the agent and go over things. It, it shouldn't it really be. You're isn't. absolutely right. It shouldn't be a bother to call insurance agents. And that, again, goes back to what I've been talking about in a couple of my other podcasts, which is you should be working with the right professionals. And you, you made a very good point about that. You know, you keep your, your policy somewhere. You don't ever look at it. I know I'm guilty of the same thing. You know, you renew and you forget. You, you don't want to look at it for several reasons. Number one, you don't really understand what's in there. Number two, the policies can be very lengthy and you get lost and you get bored and you don't understand. And you said, no, whatever. So whoever issued it to me should have done right by me or or, or remembered all the details or, or maybe you forgot to update coverage. And then you never want to think about tragedy. You never want to, you know, you never want to talk about those things that are heavy and, you know, that are going to put you in a bad mood or talk about things that are light and fun. But then when that strikes, because you never know when it's going to happen to you, then what? Why don't you just, you know, you know, call your agent, like say, call Mary, find out what it is you have in your policy, really understand it, make a note of it, and then just make sure you keep a couple copies in the cloud, like you said, um, maybe in a safety deposit box, uh, someplace that you can reference it if and when you need it. And hopefully you never need it. Put a picture on your phone. That's true too. That's true too. Make sure at least two people have it, you know, yes. you never, yeah, never send it know. to your sister. Right. Exactly. Right. But you're right. We are pleasure creatures. Yes. We seek pleasure. And, you know, talking about insurance can either be mundane or terrifying for some people. So <laughs> I would rather not. <laughs> but, you know, you reminded me of something, too. It's so funny. It's like you get envelopes in the mail, like you get the renewal in the mail. Yeah. Well, why did I get why did I get this as all be asked? I'm like, why don't you just tell the bank? I'm like, they did, but don't you want to know how much your premium is this year? Do you want to look at your coverage? You know, they're just like, pay the bank. I don't need to know. So they don't open their mail. Right. But in the last couple of years, the calls have increased. People are starting to open up their mail. And I strongly encourage you, get something from your carrier, open it up. There could be a non-renewal in there. There could Mm -hmm. be an emergency cancellation in there. Mm -hmm. We just had one of the fourth largest insurance insurance in Florida pull out farmer's insurance. That's right. So they're leaving an emergency leave, a hundred thousand people without hurricane coverage That's in the middle of hurricane season. In the right, in the middle of hurricane season. Now what? Right. So with everything going on, open, open your mail. That is yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when people move to Florida, you know, there's a variety of reasons that we could talk about, but one of the first things I ask them, especially if they're coming from like upstate New York or even California, even though they have fires and mudslides and all that. Has anybody told you the price of paradise? (laughs) That's a great question. I'm going to start using that if you don't mind. (laughs) Because it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they have no idea about home insurance costs. Auto insurance is more. And there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, umbrellas are more, you know, um, auto, home, jet skis, boats, everything is rising and, 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 they're just like sticker shock, you know, oh, I'm so glad I moved to Florida. This is going to be so much fun. I got South Beach. I got this, I got that. Yeah. And then they're like, how much is insurance? Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. need to have it. So they one of the things I, you know, I get these calls like all the time and it's like, my rates went up. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. I have never put in a claim. Mm-hmm. I've never do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taken extremely personal yeah. because they opened up that mail and they saw the price and it it is, they feel it's a very personal attack on them. Um, And it's not, you know, it's not all about you. You know what I say? Yes. Not all about you. Um, You know, don't take it personally, but you know, sometimes it's, you know, 
they're they're not buying it. You know what I mean? Right. But it's really not. And there's some factors about why our rates are going up here in Florida. If you want to talk about, you know, these real quick. Let's so, you know, um, this year alone in the United States, we've had 12 disasters. Good God. And it's over a billion dollars in claims this year alone. And we're only in July. We just entered hurricane season. But our number one cost driver here in Florida is like, we live in Hurricane Alley. Mm -hmm. We've got hurricanes that crisscross the state and then go up the state, the middle. And hit us again. And just remember that one hurricane that went across and then went back across and then went like up the middle of the state. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could take us out. I mean, what was it? 1992, 1993, Andrew hit. Andrew, Mm mm-hmm. You know, a few years later, Andrew also hit, uh, you know, college, you know, books, textbooks to show the devastating effects of a a cat five um, hurricane, which Mm -hmm. is just amazing. And but we had last year at the end of the year, Hurricane Ian. That's right. Currently, they're at one hundred and nine billion dollars in claims. It is our number. It's Florida's worst in history. Really? Yeah. 1.9 billion. I was like, with a B. Oh my goodness. And those weren't even even close. That isn't even close to the estimates that first came out. They got rocked over on the West Coast. So, you know, that's that's one reason. And then one thing that we've heard a lot about lately is the cost of the big eye inflation. Yeah. Yeah. How does inflation affect insurance? Because I will tell you, I get so many calls. Do you think my policy is going to go up this year? I've been getting that for years. Well, it I don't can't know. The stay cost the of same eggs went up. We, we do have inflation. We always, not we, the carriers figure in inflation year over year. Right. So sometimes you look between a two and a three and a half percent rise in your insurance cost. They're going to up your coverages for your dwelling, your contents, things like that. Mm-hmm. But we're like in a perfect storm right now where the cost of goods outpace inflation right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your concrete block, your drywall, yeah. your concrete, your windows. Yeah. Um, we had a shortage during COVID, like really, really bad on the supply chain. Mm-hmm. I was watching some building up in Port St. Lucie. These houses had no windows. They were all on back order, you know? So, and then on top of that, then we have also labor. Labor costs have gone up. It's gotten more expensive. And with unemployment at record lows, there's not a big employee pool. And they've kind of been building like crazy. So, you know, and also hard to keep up. Yeah. Hard to keep up. Who are you going to have come fix your, you know, do your addition or remodel your kitchen, things like that. So in the case of a disaster, yeah, not only do you have the high cost of replacement parts of a house, mm-hmm. also who's going to do the work. Yeah. So that's all kind of figured in. And then there's another part to this that a lot of people don't know about. It's called reinsurance. The insurance carriers use reinsurance companies to insure for their losses, right? Which is very interesting, yeah. They're insuring their insurance, basically, to to go against the claims that they're going to get. Unfortunately, the statistical data out there is not looking good for insurance carriers. You know, if, if we had a really good track record right now, we'd be flush with carriers. But we're not because claims are high. Yeah. You know, everything's higher. So they're looking at their data. They're looking at the, the pools of policies that they could buy. And they're like, nope, we, we just don't want to invest in this. And how do we see it? They charge higher rates. They might um, start, you know, cutting coverage. Of like there's a lot of companies that I used to use 
that will only offer X-Wind policies. They will no longer have wind available. Um, they cut off zip codes that they won't write into. Um, what else do they not do? Um, or worst case scenario, they leave the state entirely. Yeah, and all of that trickles down. All of that trickles down. They pass on those costs over down to us and they have to mitigate that risk somehow. And, and part of that just starts adding up. It does. It does. It's so those are some of like the major factors, mm-hmm. but also one thing that we've suffered in Florida in different areas, but I would say the majority comes from South Florida is fraud. Of and course. I believe I was waiting you know, for you to touch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's always an ear Can't catcher. Forget good old fraud. What's the good old fraud? And look it up on the website. Look at fraud, you know, um, in South Florida. There's actually like gangs, gangs of people. There'll be all sorts of people involved. And what do they do? They set fires to homes. Yeah. They break pipes in order to have water planes. Um, There's lots of little fraud that goes on too, but anything against the insurance company that your misrepresentation. Yeah. You're misrepresenting to get us a lower rate. Right. You know, if they find out, They can, like, you have a disaster. They can say, we're not going to cover your claim. Mm -hmm. Like you say, oh, it's going to be owner-occupied and it's a rental. Or it's a short-term rental. And they find out and they don't carry short-term rental. It's not in their guidelines. You have have a loss. They don't have to pay it. That's material misrepresentation on what you're going to use that property for. But then I imagine that when they deny that claim, that there are many people who say, well, I'm going to hire an attorney to fight you on this because you owe me X, Y, Z. I've been paying into this policy for however many years. And then litigating that, whether they're right or wrong, litigating that also increases the insurance company's costs. Well, a lot of people don't know that these carriers have fraud divisions and they will go after them for fraud. Wow. They could be charged with fraud. There are people that went to jail for fraud. Absolutely. But you did touch on something that's really, really important that the state of Florida has tried to mitigate. Mm-hmm. They did some changes to the law because um, there was an article in called Bank Rate. And I think I might have mentioned this to you before. Oh, I think that I Florida accounts for only 9% of the country's yep. home claims, but 79% of the entire country's lawsuits. Yeah. It was a really, you know, staggering thing to the insurance, you know, industry here in Florida. Uh-huh. Um, because if you had like a person representing you, they could go after the carrier and after the carrier and after the carrier for as long as it took for them to get their money. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was on the up and up or maybe it wasn't. Most of them were fraud, mm-hmm. but a lot of people didn't know this. Win, lose, or draw, the carrier had to pay the lawyer fees. Really? Even if you lost, but that's changed now. I was going to say, how long can they keep up with that? I mean, you can see the trajectory, you know, like um, way up over a very short period of time. So they did do some mitigation to the laws that hopefully will help that in the future. So but it's not an immediate help. And the state of Florida has stepped in like with citizens, because another part we didn't talk about yet that you touched on lending, Mm -hmm. that lenders require a rating of A or better with like demo tech, there's like two major companies that they see. Well, what happened here in the state of Florida, the state of Florida, the financial services division looks at the healthiness of a carrier. And if you don't have the money to back up claims, they will shut them down. We've had a dozen carriers shut down since 2020 for insolvency. A lot happened just last year. That's only three years. 
and they or and or they downgraded them to bees. And now, right. And now they're no longer. Right. Right. So a lot of the carriers here in the state of Florida, citizens stepped in and said, we'll back up the claims as well. Um, They found another rating rating agency to get approved. So that's helpful. Well, because some of these carriers do have a very healthy bottom line, but it's whatever criteria that specific um, rater uses that gives them that rating that the banks go by. So it's really important that you know, and mitigating everything that we keep our insurance carriers healthy. Money's yeah. not helping. They right. had to raise the rates. Um, right. We've seen rate increases. Citizens asked for a 14% increase in rate Wow, in the state of Florida. I don't know the status of that yet. The last time they got a rate increase was 6%. But a lot of carriers out there going like, we need more. And they have to get their rates approved by the state of Florida. And I got to tell you, you know, Citizens has kind of a bad... Uh, a bad reputation. People think, oh, citizens, oh, citizens, but citizens is stuck around. Citizens always sticks around. (laughs) Yeah. It's supposed to be the carrier of last resort. And now they've got 1.3 million policies on their books. It's incredible. They don't want to be, they were supposed to be last resort. Like you can't get insurance somewhere else. Yeah, They're there for you. Right. And actually they had whittled down to a, a lot. But then when these insurance carriers started dropping like flies, where do you go? Yeah. You have no choice, but they're there. They're there. Incredible. So I guess, um, well, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about with regards to the rising rates or anything that we should be looking at. Um, Is there maybe, um, I guess, let me ask, see if I can think of a question. How about, do we see still on the horizon, even after 2023, um, for these rates to continue to rise at a certain I guess, accelerated rate, or do we see them kind of leveling off a little bit? What can people expect into the near future? I've seen some things like it's like, because you're looking at the rates, you're looking at the renewals, you're seeing what's going on. I have seen some stay relatively stable. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on what kind of bucket they're in. Like, is it a owner occupied? Is it a rental? Is it a condo? Right. Is it a townhouse? So you see some things going higher than others. I would say your homeowner's market, unfortunately, has a high drive for rates, you know, um, six, seven thousand, five thousand. It's not unheard of. Of course, we're not talking about newer homes. Newer homes generally have you can get more carriers want the newer homes. Right. But then again, it depends on where you're at. For example, unfortunately, like in Homestead, a lot of carriers for some yes. reason don't like Homestead. That might have been Andrew. Right. Um, we had problems at times in, in St. Lucie County. Because they had two hurricanes in one year, even though that was a long time ago, it's still very much they factor that right. They factor that in as a risk. Exactly. So where rates are going, I don't have a crystal ball. It's going right. to probably take a few few years for it to settle down. Some mm-hmm. um, it happened very quickly. I think, even though it has been rising over time since I started, um, I remember when I got my first policy, it was like you know less than two thousand dollars. Needless to say, I'm paying a lot more than that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was just about to say. Yeah, talk about yeah. memory lane. All oh, those days. Yeah, <laughs> and then trying to get like the the more valuable the home is, it's even it gets harder. Of course, to get them even insured. Anything over a million is hard, yeah. unless it's perfect. And that's one of the things I was going to talk about. You know, so like, how do we mitigate these rising rates? How, what can you do as a homeowner? Or a condo owner or a town homeowner, you know, what can you do to mitigate that? Or, you know, a non-owner, uh, you know, a person that does investing in homes. Well, number one, open your mail. 
open your mail. It tells you who your carrier I is. That. I can do that. Yes. Done. <laughs> who your agent is with a phone number generally. And you can pick up the phone and give us a call. Yeah. You know, let's go over your policy, you know, and you're like, if it's too much, how can like we mitigate we it? Cut? Are we right? Exactly. Are we missing any credits? Right. Like literally today, I was shocked and I was so happy my insured called. Mary, I don't see my alarm credit on here. We have an alarm. They had bought a new house. They hadn't put the alarm in yet. They were supposed to call me when they did. Wonderful. Let's let's get that in there. Then she calls me back. Oh, by the way, I was looking at this too. I see that there's other things that I could add to my insurance policy. I have two screen porches. Can I add that? Well, let's take a look. So she wanted to add. That's going to cost more, but she wants to make sure that her home is properly protected. So, you you know, one got to read. Then I had another gentleman, I think a mutual friend of ours. What happens a lot of times when they're written, some agents maybe have moved a little too quickly to get it bound. Maybe they didn't get all the credits or maybe something happened. So Mm -hmm. I inherited his policy. He wanted me to have it and check it over. Um, when we finally got access to his policy, I could see that there was no wind mitigation attached oh, yeah, yeah, to the policy. Because he, he was like, Mary, I think he got his renewal. He's like, I have nothing for mitigation credits. I have full hurricane protection. And in Miami, full hurricane protection is all windows, doors, skylights, even the tiniest little window. Every opening. Garage door. Every opening has to be covered. So we talked yes. about that. And I asked him, I said, do you have a rating on everything? He's like, yeah, we saved him over $3,000. There you go. And that, that is a big one. And the inspection only cost $150. I was just about to say that, you know, every time I have a buyer, no matter what we're buying and where we're buying, I always encourage to do a wind mit, a wind mitigation report, because that could potentially save you thousands of dollars. And, yeah. you know, maybe it, maybe you discover that there is an opening that is not covered. And then maybe that fix, you know, it, it's a simple fix. Maybe all you need to do is, you know, call somebody to do maybe like hurricane panels and correct me if I'm wrong, but it could be a hurricane panel or a, or, a, or an impact window. It's going to give you the same credit. Yes. The same credit, same price. It doesn't so matter. Just, I always have people call if I get, you know, hurricane rated windows, right. Can I get a discount? And I'm like, well, you already have class A protection. Yeah. You have shutters. It's the same price. Yeah. I, I, and that's, I'm glad you, you confirmed that and, and, and publicly because I do, I have that conversation sometimes and people say, well, I'm going to have to change on the windows, you know, so that I can get, you know, the proper insurance. I said, well, you have accordion shutters. The accordion shutters are going to give you the exact same, uh, you know, uh, credit on your insurance as would right. the impact window. Now, would they look nicer? Sure. But I mean, that at that point, it's not a necessity. It's more an aesthetic, you know, uh, right. preference. Um, exactly. But yeah, it's true. Just so long as, as Mary mentioned, you have to have every opening. It could be a tiny little window in the bathroom or at the back of the house, in the corner of the house, but every window, every door, whether that's a garage door, front door, back door, side door, a skylight, all of that has to be properly protected in order for you to receive the credit. You cannot have an opening without it. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and this is the thing too, is when you get the inspections and say there isn't, you know, an opening that isn't protected or isn't protected, your um, inspector should tell you what's not rated. So, you know, what can be done, especially in buying a house. Mm-hmm. So say the garage door is not rated and maybe a do- there's two or more doors that aren't rated that lead into the house. Right. That's something that, you know, one thing nice about the wind mitigation is if you know, you know, even before, I mean, after you close, you can get those credits. If you can't negotiate it with the buyer mm-hmm. to make sure that those get changed out. Mm-hmm. So you get the credit, you can do that after you get the house and it'll yes. lower your premium, you know, Correct. just get it changed out, get a new inspection, 
we give it to the carrier and you can get that discount. Here it is. So that's, is. that's a really good thing. Um, you know, so check your credits, see what you can do about hurricanes. I mean, I have one guy out there right now, like I only need two doors and I'm like, yeah, you only need two doors. <laughs> it's going to save you about $3,000. Yeah. You'll get your doors. Yeah. You know, and over time, if this is your forever house. That's right. It's going to cost you, you know, two or three or 4,000 to get done over time. You're going to save on your insurance. So you can kind yeah. of look at it that too. What return on investment, mm-hmm. you know, basically um, a couple other things is, are you underinsured? That's a very, are you overinsured? Point. I've actually gotten policies and I look at it and I'm like, it's a 1500 square house with about five or $600,000 in coverage Oh my goodness! for the dwelling. And I'm like, unless you have like golden everything, you're probably yeah. a little overinsured and they'll only insure up to the value of replacement. Right. So you're not going to get $500,000 if your house should have been insured for 250. That's you know, just- why don't you go ahead and define what that means? Because I think a lot of people have uh, a misconception as to what that means, replacement costs, and what some of those terms, let's say, generally. That's speaking. a good question. Yeah, that's a good thing to address. So replacement cost. Replacement cost is basically from the slab to the top of the roof. Because your house and the side also north, south, east, and west of every wall and everything in between. Right. Your electrical, your plumbing, your walls, how many bedrooms you have, how many bathrooms you have, your kitchen. Um, and then what is your grade on your kitchen or your bathrooms? Are you in a builder basic? Maybe you just have plain white cabinets with the, you know, the one, not that that's anything bad. You might just have that solid piece on the top with the sink mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. you know, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have top of the line granite with wood cabinets that are custom. You have right. top of the line appliances that might be semi-custom. So there's, you know, there's a different level to everything like that. And what the carriers do is, you know, in my world, I'm trying to keep three people happy. The carrier, the insured, and the bank. Right. Right. Because the bank wants to see a certain amount for the for the um mm-hmm. the piece of property that they're right. that they're um giving money to. The carrier is, you know, they're the ones that are going to carry the money to replace it if it comes down or something happens to it. And then of course the person that needs to fit in their pocketbook. Right. You know, so they have the carriers have what's called as a replacement cost estimator. So we put in like what type of roof is it? Is it shingle? Is it that architectural is it. shingle? Right. Is it clay tile, concrete tile, um, metal roof? What kind of metal roof that goes into that? Um, what's the percentage of that roof? Is it a hit? Is it a gable? Is it flat? Is it roll roofing? Right. Is it partial one of, you know, sometimes I got a split roof where you have one side that's flat and maybe the other side's gable. How many garage, how much big is the garage? Um, so things like that go into the estimate of what it would cost to rebuild. There it and is. that's another thing that you could talk to your agent about is like, can we go over the replacement cost? Because again, you don't want to be underinsured. You don't want to be overinsured. It's kind of like taxes. You kind of want to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. You don't want to owe them. You don't want to like overpay them. You want to be in the middle. So that's, you know, kind of how we figure out what replacement is. It's a price per square foot to rebuild your house, whether it's a partial or a complete replacement. So most houses like rule of thumb right now, it's going to be somewhere between 175 and $200 a square foot. Wow. Now remember, a lot of people confuse value mm-hmm. with replacement. We don't That's insure fair. the land. You might have a million dollar view, but we don't insure that million dollar view. And right. you could have the tiniest house on that lot for the million dollar view. 
We're just focusing on what the home would cost to build from the ground up. Right. Now that's replacement cost. That's replacement cost. So basically in a nutshell, it means what it would cost to replace what you currently have. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. That's the name of the game. Because if you don't have the money to replace your house, where are you going to live? Right. Right. You know, or your 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 investment that you're paying for in all these years. Um, so yeah, you want to make sure that you're not underinsured, not that you're overinsured. Um, and then another way to save money is you can self-insure. Like you said at the beginning of this chat here is if you don't owe anything on it, it's up to you if you want to carry insurance on it or not. You know, if you own your home, you don't have a bank note on it. Right. And that is absolutely true. If your house would cost 300000 to build, you have $300,000 in the bank mm-hmm. to replace that house. That's right. Or you can choose to only cover it for like fire and water and not wind. I have some people that, you know, are, are very mindful of their pocketbook. They own their home. They're a little bit older. They're willing to take that risk. A lot of people that have mortgages on their home, another way to self-insure before you raise deductibles, because think of a 2% deductible on a, let's do easy math, on a $200,000 replacement. Right. It's a lot cheaper than $10,000, a 5% on a $200,000. Right. So I always say before we raise the rate or the deductible, why don't we look at the contents? Contents are your clothes, your shoes, your sofa, your bed, your dishes, things like that. Turn your house upside down, shake it. Everything that falls out is your contents. That's good, yeah. Anything that's not permanently attached. Right. We're not talking about stoves and microwaves and refrigerators and stuff. That would be because part of I always believe that based on what when I was lending and people were going into foreclosure but had their credit cards paid off. I was always like, you can't live in a house of credit cards. You need your house. So I always say you can replace your contents over time. Yeah. You know? So that's where you're suggesting that maybe you can cut a little bit of a corner. Besides, a lot of that stuff loses its value. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of carriers say 25% or zero. That's the lowest they'll go. There's some carriers that do a little bit in between, but financially as part of their, how they um, rate things, it's, it, it, it's a thing where they stop at 25 or at zero. Got it. Because sometimes I've actually had some carriers who take it from 2% deductible or for hurricane to a 5% deductible. And it's like $300. Oh, it doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make so you got to look right. at that and ask those questions and see what makes sense to you in the pocketbook. Like right. I had a customer and I'm like, it's $300 difference for 10 grand. Well, it was like probably like 25 grand. Yeah. This house was bigger. And I'm like, $300 versus 25,000. It's a no brainer. Yeah. How long would it take you to make up the 25,000? It's a no brainer, to be honest. And he was in finance. So he understood exactly what I was okay, saying. Okay, good. So that was an easy conversation. <laughs> Exactly. It was a hard conversation. Um, another way, and this kind of addresses with condos too, is water is also one of the biggest problems for claims in South Florida. Remember I told you people like burst their pipes so they can get new flooring, yeah. you know, new cabinets, things like that. But it does happen, especially I see water claims with condos all the time, yeah, um, either coming from the washing machine or a dishwasher. Um overflow tub, your -hmm. personal liability on your policy pays if your condo hurts somebody else's condo, Mm -hmm. but water can be very damaging, whether it's in your home or your condo or your townhouse. Yeah. People underestimate that. Exactly. So there's mitigation devices and there's one called, and I wrote it down, Moen Flow, M-O-E-N-F-L-O. 
Oh, from the actual Moen company? I don't know if it's from the, the Moen company, but it is a leak water user usage monitor and leak detection device. Something you can monitor even on your phone. So if it detects a leak, huh. it'll turn off the water in your house. Really? Oh, that's a new one. See, that is new to me. Yes. I want to look that up. So how does, here, do you know how it works? It, wh- where do you plug it in? What, how does this? Well, it, um, it's outside usually. The By the water meter? All, like the equipment and then the monitors are inside. Um, and it can be installed. I, I heard through the grapevine that FPL will also install it for you. And then they like rent it to you. So FPL might be something that, not FPL, they said FPL. Yeah, though if water uh, Miami Dade water and sewer. Yeah, that's probably who. You should, I don't know why they put FPL, but also carriers sometimes give a credit for water detection devices. Well, yeah, I can imagine. What I mean, it makes yeah. sense. And I've seen some sold at Home Depot too. So I always say anything's better than nothing. And also check with if you have fire or burglar monitor. Talk to your security thing. They might have a water detection device as well. You know, I'm going to bring this up to my sister. I'll tell you a quick story. My brother-in-law, whom I adore, um, had an incident many, many years ago, actually, before they were even together. So this was quite a while back where he went on a trip and, you know, he's always, he's very careful. He's, he's very good about being, you know, a, a handy around the house and he takes care of everything. I love it. He always mows his lawn. It's actually a beautiful sight. Anyway, the point is he left everything, you know, just as, as he would normally, he turned everything off. He made sure the doors were locked, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, when he came home, one of the, um, I don't remember if it was a, a, a pipe that, I, I don't know, something happened. The point is, I, mean, I don't want to give like all the wrong details, but the point is that when he came home, the, the property was flooded. It was, I mean, he had so much damage. He ended up going into, you know, filing a huge claim. Well, he ended up having to replace all of the floors and so many of the walls and the, obviously the baseboards, furniture, you name it to the point where going forward, anytime he would leave for more than 24 hours, he would shut off the main valve. He would shut off the main valve. He said, I am never, ever going through that again. So right. this device might be just what he needs so that he doesn't always have to go to the main water line and turn that entire thing off, you yeah. know, just so he can rest assured while he's on vacation or a business trip or whatever. I'm going to mention this to him. Exactly. And I'm all about turn off the water when you're leaving the house for a specific long time. Yeah. For a long but time. Right. I have to leave mine on because I have animals. Right. And I have a pet sitter. And they come up, they got to give up water. You know? Exactly. What happens yeah. in those cases, right? Where you really can't shut off the water or you have, yeah. say, like a college student who's coming home and, um, you know, you're on vacation with your husband and your kids are going to be home or coming and going or whatever. Yeah. Or you have your parents there or you have a dog sitter or maybe you're cleaning lady. Let, let's not even go that far. Let's say you're on vacation for a couple of weeks. Your cleaning lady's coming at some point and she needs to mop the floors. Exactly. <laughs> you can't shut off the water. I mean, you want to yeah. come oh. home to a clean house. I know that I do. Um, so this, this device could be the, the solution, Mary. Mm-hmm. And another thing why I mentioned that is because, <laughs> like I said before, the water claims are actually the bane of the existence in, in the carrier world because it's so insidious. It gets into so many places, yes. like especially a lot of these homes, you know, maybe they don't have true wood cabinets. Part of it's particle board. What oh, happens to particle board it. when it gets it expands? It. Completely ruins everything. I saw a picture one time, a video actually, it was on the West Coast. This house had water coming out of the electrical sockets. Oh my gosh. I just spoke to one of my clients, they had a pipe burst in the wall. 
Luckily, they woke up. Oh it was early in the gosh. morning. Oh, they could have drowned. Oh my He's like, Lord. oh my gosh, we were so lucky. I had this big area rug and it soaked up most of the water. So it didn't, you know, we were able to, you know, move the water and get it away from the furniture and anything else it could hurt. I mean, thank God they woke up. I had another client wake up first thing in the morning and luckily they wake up at five o'clock and they were standing in about a foot of water. Oh my God. Their tankless water heater burst. No, no. And a lot of times too, you could check with your carrier um, do they have mitigation companies um, for water extraction? Um, oh, some carriers are associated with them. Some of them aren't. And that you have to be careful who you call and what you sign. Oh, my goodness, um, yes. But, you know, you need to make sure that, you know, the water sucked up right away. The fans are on, mm-hmm. you know, because it's your job as an insurance insured to mitigate any other damage that's happening. Yeah, you so, have to you have to try. Yeah. You, you can't just say, well, the house is falling apart. Let come, you know, let it be whatever it is. No, you have to make reasonable effort. Like we like to say, and that's a perfect way to put it. Yes, reasonable, reasonable effort, effort to that's mitigate, perfect. to stop the damage, to prevent anything from getting, you know, any worse. It happens in real estate and, and other types of transactions and things like that. You always have to make reasonable effort to accommodate or to um, let's say when you're, you know, financing people to, you know, about the financing clause, this might be going a little mm-hmm. bit off tangent, but when you are purchasing a home and you are financing, um, you know, there is a clause in there that says you have to make reasonable effort to apply to your bank. You can't just say I applied to the bank and I'm going to sit back. And every time the bank calls me to ask me for information, I'm just going to ignore their calls because I'm so busy. And then the commitment deadline comes and goes. And now you're, you're locked into this. And if the bank denies you after said deadline, you're not out of that contract. You're going to lose your deposit. And people say, well, but you know, I didn't get the financing, well, but you didn't make any reasonable effort to really get right, the financing. Did right. you? That makes total so, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Reasonable effort people. That's reasonable the term effort. of the day. Absolutely. Reasonable effort. Yeah. Because, and then, you know, I wouldn't want to live with mold. No, you know, of course I'd want to get something dried out as soon as possible. Damaging. Yes. Talk about damaging. It happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I was thinking also about how, what's important when purchasing a home. Yes. You know, like you say, you got to look at insurance if you're financing it. And there's so many people that wait to the last minute. Yes. You know, and in my case, you know, I have multiple carriers, not all of them right here in South Florida. But, you know, I could have up to 20, 25 carriers in certain areas. I need time to check all those carriers. I'm not a one, you know, a standalone. Right. I'm an independent agent. So I can check all different ones. Same with auto. I have all these different ones that I could check for you. And it takes me time to get you the best price, to have a conversation with you. Right. Um, some people go, I don't care. I just want my house. You know, just, I, I need this number, right. which is fine, you know, but let's talk later. Um, but a lot of people, things have changed and they don't realize. When I ask you, I need your birthday. Why do you need my birthday? And I'm going to ask you before we close too, I need your social security number. People aren't used to that. No. But you know what? When you apply for a home mortgage, what do you mm. give them? You, you give them your birth, birthday, your social, social security, security number, number, and your shoe size. <laughs> and a blood sample. <laughs> and a blood sample. You know, if and you're sometimes you have home, to pledge your firstborn, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. If you rent a home, you still need to give your personal information because they're going to do a credit check. Yes. Right. They're yes. going to do a background check. They're going to make sure that you're financially stable in order to, you know, buy that piece of property or rent it. Yeah. Insurance carriers have learned over time. And I think they were a little slow to just really start implementing this in the last couple of years is like with credit scores. Credit scores are indicated of 
how you pay your bills, right? Yeah. So like you said, reasonable effort, you have a person that doesn't have reasonable effort, you know, obviously, maybe they don't have a reasonable effort in their life <laughs> to, you know, take care of their credit. So maybe they have a 500 score right. or you have somebody who's on it, they care and they're an 800 score. Yes. Well, a lot of, a lot of these uh, policies are start to be credit score driven in a way. We don't look at your credit, but they get an indication of your score. Is it good? Is it average? Is it excellent? And it says something so, about you, of course. Yeah. Even though they might have a rate, when I pull that right before I bind the policy, it could go up or down. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather it go down and save somebody some money than it go up, of course. They say credit um, but is that, that also drives the price. A lot mm-hmm. of people are like, oh my gosh, you know, why is my rates going up? Yeah. Watch credit, you know, or um, do you have a lot of claims against you? Because we were right. talking about water, right? Right. You don't want water claims. You get one water claim, there's carriers that won't even touch you. Two water claims, forget about it. They won't even think about you. They'll automatically deny you. And also, I forgot to mention, when purchasing a home, a lot of carriers now are looking at the claim history. That's part of the Social Security and the date of birth and the address. Then they ask for the prior address, too. too. They want to see if you had claims in your prior home. Mm -hmm. They want to see if the home you're purchasing had claims. Because what if it has a water issue? Right. And I've had them deny. Yes. Because the home, the prior insured had the claims. Mm-hmm. Before they used to let us like show proof of, you know, repair. Yeah. Some of them are like, forget about it. We're not, I don't, we're not interested. So. Yeah. It's actually very funny. You mentioned that I had a very similar issue um, when I bought this property. Uh, we have, unfortunately we have copper pipes. I mean, copper pipes. Uh, uh, cast iron, I said copper, cast iron piping, which is, I, I'll ask you to, to, um, touch on that in a second. Uh, but we have cast iron piping and then there is some PVC in some, in a couple of the bathrooms. Um, and then we discovered we had a leak. There was a big thing. We had the mold. I think I I mentioned to you about all of this. And Mm -hmm. one of the questions that, you know, they asked us when we were determining whether or not we could even, you know, file a claim with the insurance is, you know, well, of course they asked for the address of the property and they determined that this property had filed a claim previously. And I was like, well, I just moved in here. And they said, no, no, not you, the previous owner. And so that's where I discovered that whatever's happened to the property previously also plays a role. And it makes sense. You know, if the property has an issue, an ongoing issue, they need to know about it because, you know, maybe you just need to replace it altogether. If it's the roof or the piping or whatever it is, they're, they're going to need to know. Otherwise, you're just going to keep bleeding cash until, you know, kingdom come because that property is going to persist. I mean, that that problem is going to persist. Exactly. Um, yeah, that that is an issue. So, uh, cast iron piping—that's a big one because a lot. Yeah. I mean, people have been talking about it. Cast iron piping uh, is, you know, as old as well. I'm trying to remember now. I think it's the mid to late '70s when they stopped um, constructing uh, properties and using cast iron piping in the plumbing. And so, of course, that's kind of coming due because it's been 60, 70, 80 years that this, you know, these piping and it corrodes and it and it bursts and it causes all kinds of issues. And many carriers are not insuring against water damage if you have cast iron piping. So let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> that is that's a very good point, you know, um, and a lot of people don't know that the plumbing, the actual pipes itself, those are that's not part of your insurance like claim that you generally do not replace the pipes. Right. They'll take care of the damage though. So if it damages your floor, your walls, your shower, whatever, they'll pay Good. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
couple of years, well, many years ago, the carrier would make the decision on whether they're going to pay for all the pipes to be replaced. It's on them. It's on the claims department, whatever they determine. They pretty much stop that now. But yes, they, you know, there's certain carriers that are like, if you have cast iron, they will not touch you. Yeah. If you have polybutylene, they will not touch you. Oh, that's you. another one. Yes. Yeah. Citizens used to allow it, um, but they have tightened up their guidelines on that as well, especially if there's been prior leaks. Hmm. So, but like I said, water, water's the worst. So if it's cast iron plumbing, any kind of plumbing that is made, definitely, you know, it could be a detriment to you getting better pricing. Right. Because citizens will do it. Um, a lot of other carriers won't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so there. They actually like I, happened to my mom. It like disintegrated. The pipe just yeah. disintegrated in the wall. Yeah. So speaking of that, actually, and talking about prevention and and things like that, Moen, uh, you know, flow. device. Yeah, the Moen flow. I want to look into that. Um, they do have, and I, I I haven't done it. I don't actually know. I don't think I do know of anybody who's done it. But they're they're doing that sleeve where it's kind of like a silicone treatment to the inside of cast iron piping, and it's supposed to have about a 50, 60 year warranty on it, so that you don't have to replace your cast iron piping. Because say for instance, in my home, I have that issue where if I wanted to replace the cast iron piping, I would have to dig it dig up all of my floors. I have no way to draw a line outside and around my property, the way that it's built and what I have around it. I don't have the luxury to do that. Now I've had a client in the past, for instance, who bought a property, had cast iron, and she did have that luxury where she could just, instead of breaking through all her floors, she just ran a brand new line of PVC all the way around and it cost her less and having to redo the floors and redo all that. So that was fantastic. I've seen that happen before. I don't have that option. Many people might not have that option, depending on the design of your house and, you know, what what kind of alterations or improvements you've done to the exterior. You don't want to, you know, break in through your, I don't know, your your deck or your your driveway or whatever have you. Yeah. So this is a good alternative. Um, and it's like a silicone. First, from what I'm told, they draw, you know, like a sewer scope very much like a normal inspection where you, you know, you draw uh, lines down your sewer and you kind of determine what condition the pipes are in. If they have to make any repairs, they might do that if it's possible. And then they'll do the silicone. And that's supposed to kind of create like an impermeable, um, uh, I guess, yeah, barrier and almost like a, almost like redoing the pipes from the inside. And then that'll give you like a 50 to 60 year, you know, warranty um, that your pipes won't burst or that you won't have any issues. Right. That's a really good point. I've had two customers do one of each. I've had one do the sleeve and he didn't have any problems, Good, okay. but he knew he was going to have problems. It was just right. a matter of time. Right. Taking time bomb. Right. My other insured, she was like, she was so upset because, you know, she was thinking she'd have to spend 50 to a hundred thousand dollars digging <sighs> up her floors and doing everything. And thankfully she was able to divert her plumbing around the house, Good. started a new area and go around. <laughs> um, so that's another thing to look at because we do have older homes here in Florida. We do plenty. Absolutely. Plenty. Yeah. And that's coming due. And I, I mean, I mean, I'm told it's not, um, cheap. It's not necessarily inexpensive, but it's certainly going to be less expensive. Yes. Than tearing through your floors. Now, if your plan is to redo your floors anyway, then that might be a great excuse to tell your husband, Hey, listen, we need to change out that cast iron. And if you're going to do it, you might as well look into it. But Right. Um, it is a better alternative than having right. to dig through the floors and it, right. it can be very, very costly. Yeah. Very costly. And I've done remodels where we've had to dig out and re- oh. divert, you know, plumbing. Oh, yeah. And it's right. like, 
you look at the floor, you're like, oh my gosh, because you're digging into the concrete nice. with like a, what are those things called? The hammer, the um, jackhammer. Jackhammer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, for whatever reason, we had to divert it because of this and that and the other. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. It's a it lot, is. a lot of work. And some it of these is. old homes still have terraza. Oh yeah. And that's stuff, so that if, stuff's hard to get through. If you start digging into terraza, you've ruined your floors. <laughs> yes. If you don't care, then that's good too. But yeah, yeah no. That's, but preventative, like my one guy who did the sleeve, it was preventative. He had no problems. That's exactly what it is. I've, I've been telling my significant other the same thing. I, I think we should do it sooner rather than later. I had a sewer scope uh, done about a year and a half ago. And thankfully they reported that the cast iron piping is in good shape. So I said, this is the time. We can't wait too long because it's inevitable. Those cast iron pipes are not going to last forever. It's inevitable. We need to get ahead of it. So right. You know, later because the costs just keep going up. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and I don't want water damage. I don't want water damage in the least. So I want to get ahead of that and I want to prevent catastrophe. Yeah. yeah, And it'll cost, you know, I'm, I'm guessing here, but I think just from having a conversation with uh, some contractors in the past, it might be 20, 25,000, $30,000 to do a proper sleeve throughout the entire property versus, yeah. you know, 50, 60,000 that it would cost right. to redo the floors and dig, like, as you said, yeah. and, oh depending my gosh, on how big your house is destructive. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I would mention too, is roofs now oh, that yeah. we're on this topic. Mm-hmm. The one thing that these, you know, carriers have finally figured out is these shingle roofs are not lasting because it is hot yes. and it's destroying their roofs. Yes, correct. You know, So if you have a strong enough roof and you're going to do, you redo your roof, you might want to look at a tile. You might want to look at metal, metal, you know, and carriers like them better. Of course. I see more and more metal roofs every single day. I love them and I can absolutely see why they last so long. I think they have like, what, like a 50, 60 year lifespan. 50, also. Yeah, I think 50, 50 there it 60, is. Yeah. And carriers like them too. Yeah. I you know, bet. you're going to, you're going to have a, you know, you're going to have more carriers open to you mm-hmm. or the person that's buying your house will have more carriers open to, you know, if you're looking, segueing into, you know, selling real estate, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more happy when I get pictures and the roof looks beautiful yes. and the yards picked up yes. and it's clean underneath the, like the sinks and stuff. Yes. It makes my day. I actually had one send me reports and I was shocked, even though the roof was older, it was, it was beautiful. Pristine. Yeah. You couldn't see any cracks. Mm-hmm. There was no mold on it. There was no dirt on it. And first impressions are everything. Yes. Underwriters, they look at that, you know, Absolutely. you know, in lending, you know, the three S's safe, sound and sanitary. <laughs> yes. And actually you and I were talking about this um, before when, I, you know, when I get ready to sell, uh, help somebody sell a property you know, I always give them certain suggestions and I I take a tour of the property and I identify things that probably need, um, you know, fixing, mending, replacing, whatever. Most people want to know if they should redo a bathroom and that's typically unnecessary. But one of the things that I always recommend is pressure cleaning the roof, changing out the water heater if it's too corrosive, um, because those are small things that you can do. You pay somebody a couple hundred bucks they come in and they, they pressure clean your roof. It tells you two things. Number one, if you have an active leak and number two, it shows like it's new, right? Yes. And it, it does, it goes so far with the insurance companies. I'm telling you when that report yes. comes to Mary's desk, 
You see, she gets happy because she knows that she's going to have a lot less of a hassle with the insurance company and it's going to help the sale move along. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we do have, the carriers have underwriters. They Mm -hmm. touch every single file. They look at the pictures. And oh, by the way, there's this thing called the internet. (laughs) Yes. I know. Tell me more. (laughs) They will look at, on the internet, at the sales they will look at the pictures. They'll go more in depth. Remember that replacement cost oh, estimator? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. That's 100% tile and they use <laughs> carpet, you know, on the replacement cost estimator. So then that goes up. Yeah. You know, they look at that. Oh, it came with a pool. Yeah. You know, you got, you got to put the pool in there. <laughs> We'd be, it, 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 it's very negligent of people to think that someone is just going to insure you or give you money. Let's say when we're talking about lenders or insurance companies, just because you ask for it. If you, if, if you decide, and I use this example a lot, if you asked me to lend you $10,000, let's say for lack of, you know, just, just to round the numbers, I need $10,000 from you. And I'm going to say, okay, now, unless I plan to give it to you and nobody's necessary, I mean, unless I'm in a very phenomenal financial position and it's my sister, she needs $10,000. Of course, I'm just going to give it to her. But let's just, you know, for the sake of this example, if somebody asked me for $10,000, I'm going to need to make sure that I'm going to get those $10,000 back. Never mind the interest, whatever. Let's just say I need to make sure that you're going to be able to repay me and I'm going to need to dot my I's, cross my T's, do some right. homework until I am fully satisfied, convinced, rest, I can rest assured that you're going to repay me those $10,000. And that's how the banks and the insurance carriers work. I'm not going to insure you for $500,000 just because you asked me to, right? Okay. And I don't know where this property is, what it looks like, what it's worth that you can actually pay me back because, you know, it. and the same thing with the lenders, they need to secure their collateral. They need to secure their position so that they can get repaid. That's it. They're willing to lend it to you. That's their business. Their business is to insure you. Their business is to lend you the money that you need so that you can get what you want. You just need to make good on your promise and say, this is what I am going to give you in exchange for this favor that you're giving me. It's, It's really as simple as that. It's a business. It's a business. And it's they treat it like a business. Mm-hmm. This is nothing, like I said in the beginning, it's not all about you. <laughs> right. it, you know, it's not all, there's so many other factors. It's so many pair, people are unaware of that goes into this. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's astonishing and you're not supposed to know everything. That's why, you know, you're That's a real estate here. professional. Mm-hmm. I'm an insurance professional. Mm-hmm. We're there to give the people the best advice, you know, for, you know, their future, for their family, right. you know, for their income, whatever they've chosen to do with that piece of property. Correct. But that's what we're here for. That's exactly right. And that's a great way to end this segment. Thank you so much for joining me. I love talking about these things because I actually learn a lot more. Naturally, insurance is not my field. I do know a lot of the basics and a lot of the things that that I need to know to, you know, to be able to help people along. Um, but I depend on you and professionals just like you to make sure that my clients are properly insured and that they're properly taken care of. Thank you for the service that you do provide them because you're fantastic. And um, I think that's it. <laughs> I think this well, was a I great appreciate segment. you having me and giving me this opportunity to speak with you today. It's been wonderful as usual. And I <laughs> Thanks for imparting you your knowledge. Too. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Real Talk. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. 
And if you found value in today's show, we'd appreciate it if you would help others discover this podcast. Until next time.